sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Morenci, and I'm on the grid, and so is the raging redhead Cam Stewart. Let's uh, do this thing. As we're on the clock, we got we have a Major League Baseball game coming off the board in a couple of moments. Of course, the news of the day is uh, from the National Basketball Association. And I was expecting to be on the clock and have some game time decisions to make as far as the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Houston Rockets, but there's no game. So there's no decision uh, to make. Uh, the games have been canceled uh, for the uh, the rest of the day. And uh, we'll see what happens actually uh, moving forward. Of course, the Toronto Raptors and the Boston Celtic players were already discussing a boycott of game one of their playoff series that's set to begin on uh, Thursday. Uh, so it looks like uh, there's going to be uh, there's going to be a very, very interesting couple of days uh, in the NBA. And uh, we'll recap everything that went uh, went down uh, today from all the different angles on Sports Rage late night uh, tonight. But right now, we've got games to bet on. We've got decisions uh, to make. Whether um, the NBA players are playing or not, there are other games uh, that are going on this evening, including the National Hockey League uh, playoffs, uh, such as the Philadelphia Flyers. Flyers blow a three-puck lead, uh, yet they end up winning in overtime 4-3, and it's all over but the crying for the uh, the New York Islanders after a dramatic comeback. We have a couple of games on the ice uh, left this evening, and I don't know. Like, um, I, I'm not sure about uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. We'll get an update as far as the Brewer game uh, is concerned. Uh, but there will be there will be NHL hockey uh, this evening. That much I can tell you. So uh, we'll break it down with the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. And with no NBA basketball to discuss uh, on the show right now, Cam, it's uh, more time to uh, go through your golf bag. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My golf bag is vast. So many things. So many zippers and, okay, and holes and compartments. <laughs> yes, it's got in your a lot of different things in there. Yeah, yeah in your BMW. Yeah, in BMW, BMW championship. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had a golf bag and a BMW. But, yeah, we got uh, 69 player field, Gabe. Supposed to be 70. This is uh, leg two of three uh, this week. Webb Simpson backed out, actually, to be preparing for the Tour Championship. It was actually probably a smart move because this course will favor long ball hitters. He's more short and straight and just does all, everything right. Uh, usually bombers win at this track here. Olympia Fields in Illinois, a great course. It's about se- just under 7,400 yards, but it's a par 70. And what does that mean? Long par fours. Advantage advantage guys like Thomas, Rom, DJ, DeChambeau, the big ball hitters, the big boys. I think a lot of chalk this week, and uh, it's really going to be hard to take underdogs. Yeah, we'll get into uh, we'll get into the the BMW Championship, and of course, uh, they're playing for fifteen million dollars. Got to like uh, that's one thing about golf. There's big money. See, like the MLS, they were playing for one million. That basketball yes. tournament, they were playing for one million. These guys are playing yes. for fifteen million dollars. Yeah, yeah. First, exactly. first prize. three weeks. Three weeks, fifteen million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Golfers, golfers are really living tough. That's what you tell your kid. Go into golf. Think about that, Marenzi. This is not even a major. You play three weeks in the FedEx. Winner gets fifteen million. The pool, sixty million. Jump in. Wow, sixty million. Wow, some serious, some serious money in that uh, yeah, in that pool. A lot of ducats uh, right there. 
Uh, yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll get into the golf picks. Uh, we'll get into the baseball uh, picks as well. I'm in a strikeout prop uh, mood uh, this evening once again, nice. uh, Cam. We have a full slate of baseball uh, this evening, so we'll get into that. And you know, normally we'd we'd have a couple of NBA games that are um, that uh, would have some money on our portfolio would definitely be heavily invested in, uh, but not tonight. So we got baseball, golf, and hockey. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates. I am Gable Morenci, kicking it uh, with you. Uh, as always, Game Time Decisions on radio has begun. Um, you know, as everyone knows, it's been a crazy couple of hours since the Milwaukee Bucks and the Orlando uh, Magic uh, decided not to play uh, their game earlier in the day. And uh, people don't realize this, but behind the scenes, I nearly had to do the show alone uh, today as well. Cam Stewart was refusing to come out of the kitchen uh, out of protest. And um, it, it took it took a lot of negotiating and um, a lot of concessions made for the future. But we appreciate uh, you dropping the protest and uh, and joining us. And, you know, Cam, I, uh, I cracked a joke earlier on Twitter and I usually I'm pretty good at reading the room. And, you know, like when you you know, when you're going to say something and. You just sort of know, yeah, like that. I shouldn't, I shouldn't type yeah. this. I shouldn't say that one's <laughs> that slip. But yeah. as, as the as, as the game was getting shut down, I yeah. said, uh, "Can can people people can we think about the other BLM movement? Better's lives matter. Better's <laughs> <laughs> lives matter. <laughs> Better's yeah. hush, <laughs> tumbleweed. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got, yeah, I got a couple of like, uh, like uh, they yeah. were like question marks and like, uh, what are you talking yeah. about? Like, talking about yeah, well, exactly. You know, what, what about the betters of the world uh, as well? Like, uh, do do we get credit for taking Orlando? The way I see yeah, it, no. I took Orlando plus 14, and Orlando did not lose by 14. Yeah, it's a winner. It's a winner. Yeah, everything everything we did is a winner. These games were not played. But I know I, I say the same thing, Marenzi. It's like, you know, it's serious things, but, you know, it's sometimes levity in the situation. But you're right. You bring up a really good exactly. point about the uh, – here's the thing. I know who you are as a person. I know what you care about and how you treat people and stuff like that. Hell, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, you don't have to tell me. I, I Sometimes it's just a joke is a joke, but people are very sensitive these days. Uh, but the fallout that you talk about with Milwaukee and baseball, we'll see what happens after this. You're right. I think hockey will play, but we don't know what's going to happen down the line. It could be a chain of events. Yeah, well, at last check, the Milwaukee Brewers uh, were in a team meeting deciding whether they yeah. were going to play their game. Uh, tonight, So we'll get you caught up to date as far as that's concerned. Uh, but we're going to get into the baseball games that are being played. We're going to get into the hockey that is being played. Yeah. We're going to get to the UFC. Lou, gamblu.com is going to step up and in. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. I'm Marenzi kicking it with a Ranger Redhead uh, Cam uh, Stewart. A lot of baseball uh, to get to. We'll get into some golf. We're going to get into uh, the UFC Octagon uh, as well with Lou. Gamblu.com will step up and in. Lou likes to bet on the pucks uh, as well. The Philadelphia Flyers, 4-3 winners over the New York Islanders. As everybody knows, the NBA slate has been uh, postponed uh, following uh, a shooting. Another shooting. Uh, Jacob Blake uh, shot... Uh, in Wisconsin, seven times NBA players. Uh, the Toronto Raptors were sort of the the first ones up uh, yesterday, it's true. as there were reports behind the scenes that the Raptors were uncertain about playing. 
uh, game one on Thursday night. Um, there are now reports uh, that were coming out from um, from a couple of hours ago that the Raptor players and the Celtic players were actually speaking together in, in meetings yep. even before the Bucks decided to step down. And once the Bucks uh, stood down, then you knew that then the rest of the games tonight would be uh, postponed. And I would imagine that this is going <clears> to <throat> this is going to last at least a couple of days. So we, we can't predict uh, the future. We're going to try to predict uh, the games that are going on. Like I said, I'm going to hit all this stuff on Sport Trades late night uh, tonight. But there's going to be a domino effect uh, to this. And the domino effect is now the Milwaukee Brewers have made it official. The Brewers are refusing to play. Uh, this evening in solidarity with their uh, their brethren and the Milwaukee Bucks. The Brewers have shut it down. So no Cincinnati Red and Milwaukee Brewer uh, game uh, this evening. It's too bad. I was going to take a look at Sonny Gray strikeout props. Uh, this <laughs> exactly. For yeah. selfish yeah, purposes. So I, I'm like, oh, well, yeah. it's, it's another game yeah, that bites yeah. the dust. Yeah, it was one that was on my sched too. The, the Reds are a train wreck. They had bases loaded last night just – a calamity of errors, this team. But you're right. One one thing about that team, Sonny Gray's really bringing it. And the strikeout props were great, Morency. Congratulations. Too bad we couldn't parlay uh, Giolito's strikeouts with uh, no no hit bid. Unbelievable stuff. We both loved him in the game. He got the strikeouts, the no hitter, and uh, uh, you know uh, Glasnow did his thing. 13K. So a lot of these strikeout props, the overs. Uh, really hit last night, but there's still still some other games on the board. I took a shot with the Washington Nationals. That game's just underway. I think Philadelphia's already got runners on. They'll probably score, and I'm going back to the Blue Jays despite breaking our hearts last night. Uh, I think they'll uh, rebound against Boston. The crazy, uh, crazy thing about uh, about Giolito, great uh, great effort uh, last night. Yeah, we hit the strikeout prop. Yeah. It's always nice when you're part of a no hitter, whether you have the team. You know, yes. you have that picture, you're in on a prop. So at least you can say, well, I knew he was going to be good uh, tonight. So, yeah, we easily cashed that strikeout uh, prop. Uh, but what's amazing to me about uh, Giolito is Giolito's, Giolito's parents are actors. And, like, like famous-like actors, like character actors and stuff like that. Oh, nice. And, nice. and Giolito's grandfather was Susan's father on Seinfeld. Amazing. The guy who had the affair with Cheever yeah. when Craig Kramer yeah. bl blew up the cab. Remember, he's like, he was gay. That's Lucas Giolino's grandfather. <laughs> That's amazing. No joke. That's amazing. No That's joke. so cool. <laughs> yeah, like, I know you, you know where like, Giolito's from, around. where he was born? <laughs> Santa Monica, California. Oh, yeah, Giolito, he's from a Hollywood family. Like, his family are all actors. I mean, like, his mother was an actor, his father was an actor, his grandfather was an actor. I don't know why he's a baseball player, but he's a pretty good baseball player. But, damn damn yeah, good one, yes. Yeah, his, his grandfather, his grandfather was, uh, yeah, Susan's father. Amazing. Yeah, that guy. The guy with the glasses, he's Whatever the best. you do, take care of the cabin. The yeah, cabin. exactly. <laughs> Guy loved his cabin, man. Yeah, they found his memoirs. It's like Susan yeah. and George found out he's sleeping with the neighbor, writer John Cheever. And then Kramer bought the bought the Cubans and lit the cabin on fire. Yeah, it's a great crazy episode. world, though. Great uh, yeah, episode. Lucas Giolito. That, yeah, that's his grandfather. So, uh, yeah, it's a small, small world. Great information. I didn't know that. So, good, yeah, good to know. Uh, neither did I until last night. <laughs> <laughs> neither did I until last night. Um, 
So you mentioned the Toronto Blue Jays. That was that was frustrating. The Blue Jays were up four nothing. We gave that pick on the air yesterday, six thirty seven yep. Eastern uh, start time yesterday. Similar situation as today. So this is the first baseball game up uh, for us tonight. It's Colton Brewer versus uh, Julian Merriweather. Merriweather, yeah. Col- Colton Colton Brewer versus uh, Julian Merriweather. In other words, it's a bullpen night tonight. It's yes, um, it's a start uh, bullpen by committee night tonight for both teams actually and normally you would say well the red sox bullpen is pretty bad but for the love of god the blue jays bullpen is brutal like it gets frustrating i got got to be honest with you for nothing and you end up losing come on man it gets old i'm gonna say i'm gonna say something and uh, i really don't care what people think i'm longing for the days of john gibbons I, I'm telling you, Charlie Montoya, this guy is an absolute, I, I don't even know what to say. The way he manages his bullpen, every decision is wrong. He throws out Wilbur Font, he gets smoked. Six runs in the inning, like, you can laugh at Boomhauer all you want, but you know what I mean? It's just one of the times, like, even the, when he was managing, the Jays' bullpen was a hell of a lot better than it is now. I'm just not really sure about Montoyo into the future. I think the Jays need a legitimate manager, but not all his fault. Some of the arms are bad, but it's been awful. How many games have they blown this year? More than any, probably anybody in the league, Gabe, after the sixth inning with leads. The Toronto Blue Jays are a train wreck late in about ball games. You could it, argue. Remember, t- it, Tampa Bay won like five games against them already coming back against them. Well, they're 14 and 14. I don't want to exaggerate, but it seems like the managers probably cost them at least three to five games. I'm, I'm thinking about four or five. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so I'd be agree. realistic. Right? All right. If you want to really yeah, be realistic, right? like there were, there were a couple, though. There, there, early in the season, he was really bad. Like, there were a few moves. I know. And he's had some he's baffling sleeping. batting lineups and roster decisions. You're right. Like, he doesn't seem to know I what am. he's doing. <laughs> They're he's 14 the and 14. They're 14 and 14, and he doesn't really know what he's doing. So, like I said, they probably should be 17 and 11. I agree with that. You know, maybe even I 18 won. and 10, but... It's up to the players as well, but he doesn't it really is. help them. Like, he doesn't help them. Like, he no. doesn't put them in a position to succeed. That, no, you know, he that, puts guys in sure. weird positions. He puts, guy, he, he puts guys who should be middle relief in bad positions that they've never been in. I don't like the way he manages his staff. I don't like anything he does personally. He seems like a nice fella, like in the press conferences, very docile. You know what I mean? Harmless. But he's not a very good manager. He's not proactive. And also, Gabe, this is the thing that bothers me about baseball. When you see a guy throw nine balls in a row or ten balls, be proactive. Don't wait for the other team to score a couple runs. Get out there and get the arms where he waits too long to make decisions. Like sitting back, just be proactive. Get on the damn blower and bring in another pitcher if you know one of your guys doesn't have it. He doesn't do that at all. So with all that being stated, you're betting on him, though, in 20 minutes. Yes, yes. I'm betting on the players (laughs) to overcome Charlie Montoya's shortcomings. Give me the Blue Jays in a bullpen game. Mm. Only this show where we rip someone and then give give the pick. And, yeah, we'll take the Jays, though. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, we'll take the Jays. Well, remember what happened. Like, sometimes... You made, you made a great sense. Remember, like, oh, Cleveland. Cleveland has beaten the Detroit Tigers 20 straight games. We had a big speech. The Tigers win that night. It's like every time, like, it just seems like, you know what I mean? We get on the on the end of a trail yeah, like, at know. the end or something crazy happens. That was happens, so bizarre, but, though. Yeah, yeah Cleveland blew a 5 nothing lead even. Like, so not only they had a 20-game yes. win streak, they had a 20-game win streak. They were up, like, 5 nothing and they ended up losing, like, 10-5. 
Uh, or, the White or Sox, are, like. the White Sox, Gabe, they're hot as hell, man. They've won nine out of their last ten games. Have you seen these guys all of a sudden? We we're at people. That's the thing. It's a short sixty-game season, but man, they're on fire. What are they? Seven games above five hundred now. What a tootsie roll these guys are on. Playing yeah, I took them in a parlay today with the Yankees, and the Yankees screwed me. Uh, oh yeah, the Yankees. Atlanta. Yeah. I just can't win an Atlanta game, man. If I take Atlanta, they lose. Um, if I bet against Atlanta, they win. There's just something. There's something with the Braves, but. I'll take the Blue Jays again, but I'm telling you what, the Red Sox beat the Blue Jays in a series earlier this year. It's a, you know, this, yep. is a, this is a, this. There should be runs. They're trying to scare there us off be. with these high totals all I, the time, but it, it went over I took last the, night. Exactly. I was on the over last night. I don't know, man. Like these bullpen games, sometimes it's they actually pitch well. I'm staying away. I just want the Jays tonight. No totals, no nothing. But we'll take my chances with uh, Toronto. The Hopefully, Blue Jays team total. What's what is it? Five and a half. Getting some team total uh, bets uh, here this evening. All right, Blue Jays, uh, Red Sox, and more coming up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. I am Renzi, uh, kicking it with a raging redhead, uh, Cam Stewart. Um, it's been a pretty eventful uh, day uh, today. Yes. Overtime hockey game. Uh, the Islanders rally back from a 3-0 uh, deficit. They end up losing the game uh, 4-3. <clears throat> well, that's uh, going on, and they sort of got overshadowed uh, by the Milwaukee Bucks and the Orlando Magic as the Orlando Magic walked out on the floor Took their pregame warm-up, but uh, Milwaukee never came out. <laughs> Milwaukee, yep. Milwaukee never came out. And, um, and of course, uh, there's been a, a ripple effect and a domino effect. The rest of the games uh, have been canceled for the remainder of the day. Uh, I'd be shocked if they play tomorrow as well. Uh, reports are the players aren't about to leave the bubble. So I think this will just be a couple of days and they're going to sort of reset things. But now... The Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee Brewers in solidarity have decided not to play their game uh, this evening against the uh, the Cincinnati Reds. And it's something to keep our eye on moving forward uh, with the National Football League uh, as well. 2020, uh, and we're still in August uh, right now. Uh, but we've got decisions to make, all right? And not whether to play or not to play. I know I'm playing, and I know I'm betting, so let's, let's decide who we're going to bet on. <laughs> There's, that's just a fact. And we've got NHL hockey tonight, and of course, uh, we've got the UFC as well. Not tonight, but um, this weekend. Let's talk pucks uh, off the top. Let's bring in uh, Lou right now. Gamblu steps up and joins us from Gamblu.com. Always a pleasure, Lou. Thanks for joining us. How you doing? I'm doing great. It's always my pleasure to join you guys, and hello to everybody out there. All right, uh, so... Uh, we've got uh, we got the Boston Bruins and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Very unique situation, you know, that this bubble and and th- that it, it presents and the challenges that it presents for the teams. And one of them is the awkwardness of the schedule, Lou, in which, you know, back-to-back games or playing at night and then suddenly playing in the afternoon, it really has been a real battle. Um, it's a real, like, challenge um, of the of the will of these uh, these teams to go through what they're going through uh, in there. Now they come uh, back. Um, so Boston got that late goal. 
It's interesting, isn't it, guys? Two two days in a row, Cam, too, and Luke. Uh, you know, Boston scored the late goal to send it to overtime. Didn't carry over. They didn't win the game. And then exactly. similar situation today, we always talk about momentum. Doesn't really exist. It's just sort of momentum is a shift-by-shift shift thing. But wh who's the advantage for tonight, Lou, in your opinion, coming back so quickly? Does, does Tampa have some confidence now? And are they happy they're back on the ice? Or do you think Boston is glad to be back less than 24 hours later, back on the ice? Uh, to answer your question, I believe that uh, Tampa is the one that is more willing to come back quicker for the reason that I believe they're the deeper team, they're the, they're the deeper and more talented team. Boston is top-heavy to that unbelievable line of Pasternak, Marchand, and Bergeron. I'm not trying to make it a one-line uh, team, but they're top-heavy. Let's make no mistake about it. And you have a 35-year-old netminder, uh, Vasilevsky's 26, who has to play back-to-back. Um, there, there's a couple other dynamics in this as well. I mean, uh, to me, they've played seven periods of hockey, and Tampa's been stronger in five of them, surely in the last two. Um, I think that the depth of Tampa, I've, I've already mentioned, but a, a couple other things that doesn't get into this game. These teams have each played 10 games, but you get teams like the Islanders and Vancouver who have played 14, 15 games in the, in the same amount of time, meaningful games, and you start to get some, some angles. But one angle that I think that no one's tracking, uh, that I've been tracking, it's 6-1 and one in round two of the NHL playoffs. It's 31-19 and 19 in this year's NHL playoffs, and that's the road team. Well, everybody's going to say, well, there is no home and road team. B.S. There's no home team. The home team is getting the last drop, and the change. team getting last the last change. drop, the last change. Thank you, Cam. The team getting the last change is getting the brakes beat off of them. Now, it didn't happen today because Philly came back and won in overtime, but I like the fact that Tampa is on the trend because they don't have last change tonight in Colorado, too. Well, interesting. Uh, Cam, one thing about this series We've talked about Boston and yeah. um, and their toughness, their style of play uh, that they play and the respect that we have for it. But at the same point in time, they're not the fastest team. And Tampa are faster. Tampa have been imposing their style of play on, on Boston a little bit uh, more. Boston having a hard time slowing Tampa down. Uh, but one thing, and I'll, I'll, I don't have the numbers uh, here, but... You know, we've seen, you know, when teams sort of need the game and then they're in that bounce-back spot, they sort of get it. Yet is that need the game and bounce-back spot for Boston after they lose this game tonight, Cam? And they're down 2-1 after they lose uh, tonight. Tampa does seem to um, Tampa does seem to have, you know, just the, the upper hand on Boston in this series. Boston was, you know, they, they were lucky to tie the, the, the game late. What do you think happens tonight? I agree with a lot of the things that Gamble said. Also, 
I like what I saw from Kucherov. And once Kucherov gets going, Tampa Bay's a totally different team. They don't have to rely so much on Yanni Gord, Sorelli, all these other guys. You know, Braden Point's been probably one of the more underrated players of the league, Gabe. And another thing that happened, Coleman stepped up. That was a very underrated move that Tampa Bay went when they picked up Coleman from the New Jersey Devils, one of the better two-way players in the league. He was fantastic on finishing goals, too. He's acclimated himself with his new team. Tampa Bay has been the better team against Boston. Vasilevsky was a little bit shakier earlier. He looks stronger. The defense is uh, tightening up. Boston's amazing, though. They find ways. That uh, that top line, the perfection line, they just tied it up before in Tampa won in overtime. It'll be a tight game, but I'm with Gamble. I think Tampa Bay has been the better team. Also, on a back-to-back, the, the stars of Tampa Bay are younger, whereas Boston, uh, longer the tooth. It's like, I, I, I'm just saying, I know they're all professionals, but... The younger players of Tampa Bay, I think, will enjoy uh, the one-game uh, back-to-back situation a hell of a lot more than Boston. Give me the Lightning again. I think they uh, they outplayed Boston uh, in the last game, and I think they'll win again. You know what, guys? Going back to uh, to March 25th, 2019, Tampa Bay and Boston have played nine times. Tampa have won seven of them. Seven. I was going to say six or seven. Yeah, they they yeah, beat them. Tampa, tight Tampa, yep. have, yeah, seven. They're seven and two in their last nine games now against uh, against the Boston Bruins, and even you know this year uh, they beat them five three. They beat them three two. Uh, now you get you get in, you get into the playoffs. They lost three two. Then they get the four three win. I think this is a long series, guys. Uh, but I do think Tampa gets it done uh, tonight, and then Boston gets it back. Once Boston's that desperate team. They'll get it back at 2-2. I think we're looking at a at a seven-game series uh, between these two teams. But uh, I, I lean with the uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. I, I like the way the Lightning are playing uh, right now as well. The total is tough. Yeah, yeah. I'm not tired. You want to take the under, but, yeah, you get these <laughs> you empty do. net goals. And, yeah, it's like mm-hmm. cra- crazy things happen. All right, so speaking of desperation, Lou, um, the – the Dallas Stars and the Colorado Avalanche. This series is surprising a lot of people, except not us. I've been riding the Stars uh, in this series, and I jumped back, uh, went back to them again. I'm a little hesitant to take them for the third time in a row, though, here, uh, Lou. Colorado, this is the series on the line tonight for the Colorado Avalanche. What do you make of this one? I make there's great value with Colorado. Uh, I have questions whether Colorado can actually uh, win this tournament. And I say that because in the West, and even who I see coming out of the East, be it Tampa, Boston, any of the four, they're big, heavy, strong teams. And Colorado is the team that doesn't play that way. And they suffered with injury all season long because of it. And my theory was that their heaviness of the teams they were going to play is going to affect them, and I believe that is the case. However, in in game one, uh, Colorado, oh, by the way, the road team, they were minus 170. Uh, Excuse me, Colorado, oh, by the way, the home team, they were minus 170. Second game, Colorado, the home team, they're now minus 150. Now Colorado comes, they're the road team, and everybody's going to say, well, it doesn't matter. I'm going to say it does matter. They get the benefit of not having the last change, and they come minus 130 or minus 140. Uh, Not only do I think there's value on Colorado, Dallas is a big, strong team, and they may win the series, but tonight's game is Colorado. Cam? 
Love it. Um, I'm, Lou, we don't even talk. I'm reading your mail. I'm on the avalanche. I will say this. When you looked at this series, Brancy, and I'll give you credit, you know, we talked about Colorado as those teams. The more I think about this, Colorado versus Dallas is a nightmare matchup for them. All the things Colorado wants to do, Dallas is good at. Big forwards, lumbering guys, they'll lay it it on you. I think Colorado would have been better playing Vancouver, but that's not happening. Right now, they have to win this game tonight. They were in control of the game with McKinnon until the five-on-three where Dallas went bananas. They have to they have to perfect, uh, protect Francouz, their goaltender, a little bit more. I think they will. This is a desperation team. Colorado's one of the better teams in the league. I'm with you guys. I think Vegas probably comes out of the West now. Uh, Colorado's injuries are very big, especially Johnson on the blue line, uh, even more so than Grubauer, the starting goalie. Give me the Colorado Avalanche. I'm actually surprised this line's not a buck sixty, buck sixty-five. Uh, I'll take the Avalanche. I hope it's not a trap. Uh, I'm going to step up and in with the Avalanche uh, this evening uh, as well. And we will pull a Barry Horowitz after uh, telling everybody last night that the Vancouver Canucks were going to bounce Canucks. back at plus yeah, 175. What a start. I know, what a man. Start. People, people overreacted after one game, a 5 nothing yes. game, in which Good they call. played the, the Canucks played two hard-fought series in a row on a Friday night, and then they played on Sunday. They needed a reset, and they got it. In game two, game time decisions uh, continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decision continues. I am Gabriel Moranzi. We're kicking it with Origin Redhead Cam Stewart and, of course, Lou Gamblu.com. Kenny Smith. Um, Kenny Smith just walked off the TNT set in solidarity uh, with the NBA players. So now it's trickling down uh, to the broadcasters uh, as well uh, in the NBA. So we'll keep you up to date as far as canceled games are concerned. Um, Milwaukee and Cincinnati's a scratch tonight, guys. All right. The Milwaukee Brewers in solidarity with the Milwaukee Bucks have decided not to play their baseball game uh, this evening against uh, the Cincinnati Reds. And we'll keep our eye on the board and see if anything other, uh, anything else uh, pops up. Um, the NHL is going on uh, as planned. So uh, we were just talking about the Colorado Avalanche and, and the Dallas Stars. Man, I hate getting in front of a red hot team like the Dallas Stars so right now. I. Especially a team that I've been riding. And what? I think they're on a, what, six game win streak right now? Like they're on a six-game yeah. win streak. Everything's coming together. They've scored 10 goals in the last two games. Like, everything's just coming together for them right now. Yet, this is the old kitchen sink, des- Desperado 101 <laughs> season yes. on the line <laughs> game mm-hmm. for the Colorado Avalanche. And, you know, I'll go down with their ship here. Like, their season's on the line, right? It's just one bet for me. It's their season. So, <laughs> you know what I mean, Luke? I know they need it. I know they want it. So I'm jumping in on it. <laughs> and and guys, I think this is very important, Gabe, too, when we're looking at FanDuel on the site. If you like Colorado tonight, they're plus 235 in the series. They win tonight. They're down two to one, first team to four. You don't think they're going to be fired up? They're the favorite in the series down two. They can come back and win this series. They're the favorite. I think that's an extravagant price at plus 235. I think you have to do something. If you like Colorado, you have to sprinkle and work out the mathematics however you want to do it, but they must be played at plus 235 live series price. 
I can't I can't disagree uh, from from the angle from the betting angle uh, from this, uh, but I think Dallas is still going to win the series. I do still I still think uh, Dallas is going to win the series. All right, Lou, let's uh, let's jump in uh, here to the UFC and uh, and Rockage and uh, and Anthony uh, Anthony Smith and you know we joked I joked last week with Joey about this because um, you know, Justin Gaethje. Somebody broke into Justin Gaethje's garage and stole his bicycle. And we said, man, it's a good thing that uh, Justin Gaethje didn't catch this guy in the garage. Things would have went worse for that guy than they did the guy that broke into Anthony, Anthony Smith's house. And, I, I, you know, I'm kidding. I don't want to make light of anything. But at the same point in time, it was kind of a telltale sign. You and I talked about this, Lou, before, too. You know, when he said, I elbowed him, I kicked him in the face, I did everything I do in a UFC octagon, <laughs> and... The guy kept coming at me. It's like, yeah, I don't care what the guy was on. The guy was like 150 pounds. And, like, you're rolling around in your living room for the fight of your life with the guy. And then I bet on him against Glover Teixeira. And I'm thinking, what a yes, yes. I couldn't beat a crackhead in his living room. How the hell was he going to beat Glover Teixeira? So I hate to simplify it like that, Lou. Uh, but, uh, but I did, and I made the mistake. But um, now he's had time to recover from that Glover uh, fight. What, what do you make of this fight against uh, against Rakic? Rakic came 310, minus 310. He's minus 270 or so now. And that obtuse line, that line's way too high for Rakic, a guy that has 12 UFC fights. And the first time he fought anybody of substance within the division, his last fight against eighth-ranked Ozdemir, and we saw what that Jiri Prochaska just did to Ozdemir, Ozdemir took him to a three-round decision and beat him. So Rakic is green, but he's powerful and he looks the part. And the way he fights, coupled with the way Anthony Smith got beat against Teixeira, has people fearful, and it's created abundant value on Anthony Smith. And here's how I read that. First of all, Anthony Smith, this happened in Omaha, this break-in in his home. I'm from Omaha, and I happen to know that this kid had more crack in him than uh, half, of, uh, the, <laughs> half of the country. I mean, he was, this guy was really, really lit up. And uh, I'm going to go a step after the break-in, and now it's going to be the next day. I'm Anthony Smith. I got to fight in two weeks. I got to explain to my babies what just happened. I got to calm my wife down. There's no way he could have prepared for that fight. I'm going to give him a pass uh, with the Tashira fight via the result. I will acknowledge that he got the brakes beat off of him, and many people think he could be coming back too soon. That's a legitimate concern. That said, Anthony Smith is had 40, 50 UFC fights. I trust him to know his body. He said in interviews that he's embarrassed by the performance against Glover. I believe he comes back more focused, more ready to fight. And for that reason, my biggest position on the fight is the over one and a half, uh, minus 140, minus 150, depending where you shop, of course. But I also am going to have some money on Anthony Smith because I do believe he can award Alexander Rakic, his PhD in MMA, he has a Smith has a much more accomplished, well-rounded fight arsenal than Rakic, and provided he gets this fight into the second round, I think he can win. Well, one thing about about Anthony Smith, yeah, I'd rather take him as an underdog uh, than as a favorite. But it's amazing how the wild swings uh, of of the odds 
when you talk about a guy like Anthony Smith, which he was favored against a a great fighter in Glover Teixeira, like a great, great, great fighter in Glover Teixeira. He's favored. Now suddenly he's a big underdog against a guy that, you know, he knocked Jimmy Mano out. That's what, like, impressed people. Like you said, Louie looks the part. He's knocked a couple of dudes out. And now suddenly he's a massive favorite against Anthony Smith. It seems like a little bit of an overreaction to me. Complete agreement. You hit it right on the head. It's all recency, and it's a it's an overreaction. And uh, our friends, the parlay playing pundits, uh, are taking advantage oh, of this. Oh, the pundits right, now. No <laughs> Being nice. Pukes becoming Pukes. pundits. Pukes I'm trying to soften my stance. <laughs> no, no, listen, Lou. If you win the parlay, then you're a parlay play, paying uh, pundit. If you lose, pundit. then okay. you're a lose. parlay playing Then you're, you're, you're the puke. puke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like it. Losers, won, puke. losers puke. That's right. Winners are pundits. Losers are pukes. Yeah. Perfect. I'm a parlay pundit and not a puke. Yeah, I like parlay. PP, yeah, parlay pundit. Nice. Well, I was a parlay puke earlier in the day. I took the White Sox and the Yankees, and Garrett Cole cost me, of all people. But hey, yeah. that's, why, that's why Lou calls him a parlay playing puke, because someone's going to vomit along the way. Um, all right. right. So um, it's dinner time, too. Right. We, we, we apologize to people. <laughs> Neil, Neil Magny. Neil Magny, Magny. Uh, against Robbie Lawler. Also Ooh. a pretty big number here, Lou. What's your take on this one? Great fight. Ten years ago, Magny was thinking he was a accomplished young UFC fighter, and he stumbled into Robbie Lawler's gym in Bettendorf, Iowa. And Lawler and Matt Hughes in that gym, Pat Militich, etc., uh, brought Magny along and really schooled him, and they were tough on him. And Magny looks back on that as really a positive influence in his life because he realized he wasn't all that and he had a lot to learn. And so he steps into the octagon, uh, very familiar with Robbie, and Robbie very familiar with him. Uh, the issue is that Magny is much the younger man. Robbie's 38 now, Magny 33, and Magny's going to be four inches taller, have a six-inch reach advantage and a six-inch leg advantage. Magni in the smaller cage is going to need the space to be able to use distance and keep Lawler on the outside. If the fight does get in close quarters, Magni has the wrestling game to take Robbie Lawler down. We've seen Robbie Lawler taken down at will in his last few fights against wrestlers as he's gotten older and he's had to try and force fights by forcing his way in. He's lost his legs to some degree. So provided Magny can either stay way outside or wrestle, I think this is his fight to lose. But it's a small cage. Uh, Lawler is like a rabid dog backed into a corner, and I wouldn't want to mess with him. Overall, this fight will be a pass for me because I'm really fascinated to see which guy can have his way. You know, for me, I think Neil Magny is going to win the fight. Great point that you raised, too, uh, Lou. I knew that they knew each other, but great back, uh, ba backdrop uh, there. Um, to me, Neil Magny is going to win. Robbie Lawler is one of these guys. The wars have just taken their toll, man. He's got the scars to prove it. And you look, he's lost the power. He doesn't have the same power anymore. He doesn't have the same chin anymore. And he's slower. It's a bad combination. And I know that he's fought like really tough guys and, and, you know, losing three of his last four. But he's just he hasn't really been in any of these fights, guys. Like, Cam, there's some guys 
there's some guys you sort of you slowly see them lose it, and they, you're like, ah, he's a little yeah. slower. And there's some guys that just sort of lose it overnight. Lawler's not the same guy, bro. Like five years ago, when when he was fighting Rory, like that guy was a killer. Like that was like he's gonna put you in the hospital. He'll I love murder Lawler. you. Mm-hmm. He'll murder mm-hmm. you. It's not the same guy. He's sort of like now you can sort of push him. Hey, what are you gonna do about it? They're like, and I'm I'm not saying I would, but. Fighters don't have that. Before, you didn't want to get in a phone booth with this guy because you're like, man, he's going to no. punch me, and I don't want to get hit by this guy. Now, yes. Lou, you can eat a shot from him, right? It's He doesn't have the same, and I get it. He's a wounded animal now, and I love him. I'm not trying to disparage him, but I don't like the number of the fight. That's one thing I'll admit. I think uh, the number uh, is too high for Neil Magny. All right, Lou, we've only got about a minute left here. What, what are we missing on the undercard? What should we be betting on? The big fight is uh, is – Cummings, Zach Cummings. He's oh, plus a hundred. Yep. Depending on where you shop, he's plus a hundred. Fighting this Italian Di Chirico, who not only is very one-dimensional, but two years ago Di Chirico fought uh, Zach Cummings' stablemate Marquez, Julian Marquez. In that fight, Cummings cornered Marquez. He got to sit there and watch these guys fight for three rounds as well have Marquez in his camp getting him ready for this fight. Cummings is the more well-rounded fighter with a wrestling background. Even though he's five years older, Cummings is my man, the wrong man's favorite in this fight. Um, you know what? Yeah, you're going old school. We talked about uh, Zach Cummings. Uh, trained with uh, Tim Elliott, actually, the Missouri boys. Used to have them uh, have them on my show uh, quite, uh, quite routinely. Um, interesting card uh, this week. Anything else, uh, Lou, before we get you out of here? Early fight, you got a kid named Brady going to take on Christian Aguilera, who's an an incoming UFC fighter with one fight. In his first fight in seconds, he knocked out this big, this big, long uh, string bean of a fighter named Ivy, but he didn't get a chance to fight. These two guys are going to meet in the center of the octagon, a small octagon, and absolutely throw it down. The issue is that Aguilera is smaller, shorter, and while he's game, he's not as powerful or as fast. I like the under one, under two and a half in this fight, plus 120. Brady, Aguilera, under. LouGambo.com. early line you either try to slow down harden right by running the double teams and all that stuff and then the other guys can beat you or you don't leave to support on harden right and instinctively they help off because of course they do because james harden is about to walk to the basket the sports grid network It's better than uh, going in the room and saying five of the kids on the team are dead, coach. So uh, get your priorities in line. It's over. You guys are all a bunch of crybabies. I've never seen anything so ridiculous in my life as the complaining and hacks and all these parents protesting. What's next? Rock throwing? Going to set some fires? I mean, just stop. The petitions and everything else. The Sports Grid Network. Fantasy Sports Today. 16 teams making it, and if Houston is the 15th team, I give them a shot. You know, they just have to get in. <laughs> but they get healthy. So that's one of the few teams 
that doesn't really need the regular season, they need the postseason. The Cincinnati Reds, even with this, uh, this controversy that's going on with them off the field, on the field, they look formidable and they look like a team that at the very least is going to get in the postseason. The Sports Grid Network. Diamond bets. Oh, when it comes to Atlanta, that this is a team, I don't want to say in decline, but is really kind of fighting an uphill battle because with all these injuries to the kind of players that they've had here and also some bad performances from guys like Fulton Evans who got bounced from that rotation earlier this year, are the Braves kind of pushing the stone uphill right now? And can they get right and really challenge once again for this Eastern crown? Yeah, they definitely can. It's, it's just adversity. That's how I see it. You know? The Sports Grid Network. Diamond Bets. Now, as we grow deeper, as we watch shows like this, as we begin to win money and just, just want to have bragging rights, we go into deeper analytics. And with those analytics, we have an edge over other players in our leagues and our contests. And once we learn a few advanced metrics, I think we're on our way. So let's learn to fish here. And that way, we don't need to rely on anyone to give us a fish. The Sports Grid Network. Pharrell. Coast to coast. I can live without uh, sideline reporters. Is there anything worse than the interviews that they do with coaches coming on and off the field or on and off the court? In fact, the NBA interviews with the long stick six, ten feet away from the coach interviewing these basketball coaches that don't want to talk or say anything ever. What a waste of time that is as well. The Sports Grid Network. Right, game time decision continues. Thanks to LouGambleau.com for stepping up and in and uh, joining us uh, this evening. All right, uh, for those of you uh, that are looking to bet on some basketball uh, tonight, we've got breaking news. All three WNBA games will still be played Ooh. tonight. So if you're looking for some hoops, the ladies have your back. All right. Uh, all three WNBA games will be played uh, this evening, but uh, we got Major League got Baseball. We grabbed a piece of the um, we grabbed a piece of the Toronto Blue Jays playing in Buffalo against the Boston Red Sox. Laid the uh, the price there minus up one twenty. Baseball coming up uh, right now, uh, and we should note that the Blue Jays are up uh, one nothing. Baltimore's up two nothing on Tampa Bay. Minnesota and Cleveland, uh, Barrios and Clevinger. Mike Clevinger is um, back, back in the room, back with the team. And I'll tell you what, it'll be you guys will be amazed to see how the chemistry will be a lot better if he pitches a, a shutout <laughs> or if he gets lit. If he gives up like four or five runs, and we didn't even want him here anyways. This is ridiculous. We didn't want him here. Um, he pitches a shutout. He goes like for like a no-hitter. We accept him. We accept his apology. A lot of pressure on Clevinger tonight to get it done. I'm telling you that much, Cam. Yeah, it's it's a tough game, too. Barrios is going for the Twins. I don't know. This this is a very interesting game. You like to gamble? Well, what's Clevenger's mindset? The guy gets thrown down to, you know, the taxi squad there, and now he gets called back up. You're going up against a, a very good-hitting Minnesota Twins team. I almost want to take a shot with the Twins, Gabe. The baseball card is very difficult tonight, but in hockey, we're on the same page. Tampa Bay will be played. Colorado will be played, and I have a lean to the Minnesota Twins. What do you got? Well, I'll tell you what I'm taking in this baseball game. I will take Jose Barrios over five and a half strikeouts. 
uh, in this matchup against uh, the Cleveland uh, Indians. And we've got uh, Jacob DeGrom on the hill here this evening uh, against uh, against the Marlins. I made a mistake a couple of weeks ago. I remember when it was one of those parlays. I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll push my luck and I'll, I'll, I'll take a chance that the Marlins are able to upset him. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.